Yeah, am I good? Good, awesome, thank you. I just spilled some water. Where I'm from, I actually call it water, but you guys always give me a hard time about not calling it water, so. Hey, before I get started, and because I messed up the first service, could you guys go ahead and pass the baskets along for tithes and offerings? And if you guys could put double in, then Randall wouldn't give me a hard time about forgetting it the first service. Usually, uh, I'm at the first service, and my name is Graham, so some of you guys may or may not know who I am. Steve asked me to share, and he's like, hey man, just don't feel pressure about time and preaching, I just want you to share your heart. And so that's what I'm going to do this morning, I'm going to share my heart. And my heart, apart from soccer and Braveheart... My heart is the church, and it's been a part of you guys, and what's going on, and you know where we've came from, and who we are as a part of this church, and you know where we're going, and so that's what I want to talk about this morning. That's what I want to share. I just want to take a minute to reminisce. You know, from nothing we've came, and we're here this morning, and uh, we were birthed from uh, Riverstone Church, and it was a church plant. And we had that label for a while of being a church plant down at Bentwater Village in this small room. And we had more candles than we had seats. And uh, it was good. It's better now, but it was good. Then we actually realized that, hey, people are actually coming to our church. And there was like, from one service, we went to two services, and then we went to three services. And so for the first time as a church, we were like, hey, God, we gotta, we got to trust you and see what you have for us Next, we've, we've grown out of this space and we've got to move on. So, as God always does in his time, and he moved us to here and we found ourselves at this place and we were debt free. And as we look back, we can just say, hey, thank you, God, that, that uh, you've placed us here and we can see how you led us here. And as we came here as a church, and a lot of us were just being honest and we were saying, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of vintage, but I'm broken. I got some stuff and baggage, and if I'm honest, you know, some of us church let us down, and some people in the church, you know, and so for a time as a body, we had to allow God to do some healing within inside this church, and what that looked like was us looking inward, and near the end of that time, I remember somebody saying that as a church, that God's going to turn our faces gradually from looking inward to then begin to look outward. And then we found ourselves at this place of discipleship and this call that we should lay down our lives and that we should pick up our cross. And Steve spoke about Abraham and Isaac and this journey of the mountain. And for me, I really feel that as a church and at a place where we're at, that it was more than just a good series of sermons. And Steve, it was just more than him just bringing his A-game and that this was a calling for us as a church and as a body. And this is a calling for, for his church, that we should lay down a cross. And so for the last month, that's just where I've been at. You know, and just being around you guys with my small group, LTG and men's group, there's just a realization that we have heard from God. And he's asking us to actually do this. And I've just been honest with myself. 
be honest, just talking to Sarah and just talking to God and just asking God, you know, what does this look like and being part of the church, you know, how does, uh, how does this actually take place and what it looks like as, as, as a church. And that's what I kind of want to just look at this morning. So if you could turn with me to uh, Matthew 9. I didn't mark it, so I would take the same amount of time as you guys to find it. I got it. You got it? Verse 35 and verse 36 says, And this is what it looks like to go into all the nations and make disciples of men. It says that Jesus went through all the towns and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. There's a word in there that describes the people and the word that's used is crowd. And if we're honest, let me just tell you what a crowd is. A crowd is a group of people who have came from all different places and they find themselves at one location. And at the doorstep of every single one of our lives, there's a crowd that have gathered. And God is asking us to take the good news He's asking us to bring healing and he's asking us to have a compassion. And just like Jesus went through the towns and villages, we go through our daily lives. And this crowd is in our family, in our home, our neighborhoods, people that we work with, everybody we know. And we as a body, as a church, we have a crowd who have gathered at the doorstep of our church. And that crowd includes every single one of our crowds. And it also includes the beach club and the, the inner city outreach next week and the apartment complex. And our crowd goes all the way to India. One of my honest questions the last few weeks has been, what if I don't lay down my life and carry my cross? What if I, as a part of this church, that I don't respond to that calling? That's an honest question, right? An honest question is, what if we as a church, if we don't do that? And my good friend Scott, as we were talking with some of the guys at the end of the men's night, as we were talking about church and discipleship, he, uh, he gave me the answer, and we're just going to play a video for you. Have you ever heard somebody speak in church and show a video clip of somebody else speaking? I know, man. But if we're honest, there is this middle of the road that we see in the church today. And it's because of the society that we live in. It's because that we're blessed and because of our freedom. It's because of our rights that those in the society have found ourselves in the church. And this isn't of condemnation. This is me just wanting us to be aware you know, that God has, God has brought us, and we are his church, and we can't get comfortable. And if I'm a part of this church and I don't lay down my life, I'll find myself in the middle of the road. And the Bible actually names this lukewarm. Jesus describes the church as one body in many parts, many parts of the church. And the Bible uses this human body, you know, as an illustration of this. Steve, um, Steve shared with me a couple of weeks ago about a couple who had moved on from vintage, and I don't know who this couple was. But he said that they felt, as a pastor, that he had, hadn't reached or matched their expectations of what a pastor should look like. 
you know, Steve, he's only, you know, he's a guy. He's called by God as the pastor of this church. Okay, but we need to understand that every single one of us plays a part in this church. And when the Bible describes the church, it mentions pastors. But it also mentions apostles and prophets and evangelists and teachers. And for us to preach and teach and to bring healing and have compassion, the church needs those specific callings. And the Bible also says that inside every single one of us, that the Spirit of God places gifts. And the Bible says that we need to stir up those gifts. I drink hot tea, and if I used to put sugar in my tea. And if I just put the sugar in the tea and not do anything, the sugar just simply falls to the bottom of the cup. But if I take my spoon, and if I stir the sugar in the tea, the sugar dissolves. And the taste of sugar then blends with the taste of the tea. The Bible also says that we produce fruit of the Spirit. And the seed of salvation in the church produces that fruit. And in the world, you don't see a lot of patience anymore and a lot of love and a lot of kindness. We as a church, we need to show those fruits. When I, when I look at this church, Vintage, and I look at Acts 2, the name of this church in the Bible, I see a parallel. And it says in the beginning of Acts 2 that they were in unity and the Spirit of God was poured out. The Spirit of God is poured out when the church is in unity. And the Spirit of God moves to glorify Jesus. And if you look three years prior to that day, out of nothing, a man with a beard came and he said, he said to people, Hey, come follow me. Out of nothing in this church, Jesus has called every single one of us. And he said, Hey, come follow me. And when there's unity in the sense that we all lay down our lives and the Spirit of God is poured out in Acts 2, just like Jesus done in Matthew 9, and just like this church is doing and will do, taking the good news, having compassion, bringing healing. Look, the world, the world needs that church. And God is looking for his church to be like that. I just want to finish this morning. And I knew it wouldn't be long and that's okay. You guys can come up. And how we finish here at Vintage is we, we just have a time of worship and it's ministry time. And there will be ministry teams here at Forward and there's also communion. And if you need prayer this morning, I would encourage you to pray. And come and ask for prayer. Come and take communion. If you just want to ponder, I would encourage you to sit in your seat and realize that, that you're here for a reason and a purpose. And the world is doing whatever it's doing. But God is raising up His church. And that church is going gonna, is gonna to bring salvation. And the church is going to love like it's never loved before. Let me just read Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on you because the Lord has anointed you to preach good news to the poor and He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives 
and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, the army of the Lord, his church, vintage 242, will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. Vintage will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Thanks, guys.